0: giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: Happy Tuesday, people. This is the Big Six Podcast. I'm Ryan Wilson. That's John Breach. And that, of course, is the reason we're all here today. Mr. Pete Frisco, Breach, as you are well aware, and Harry, just so you know, Brinson had a hair plug emergency, so he is on temporary IR. We will see him tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're watching us on YouTube at NFL and CBS, hit the old like button and make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. On Monday's show, Katie Mox, Brinson, and Emory Hunt took a look at early odds for week eight. Before you put any money down this week, give that a listen, Breach, to make sure you're making good choices. Speaking of making good choices, Pete, and also making money, I'd encourage you to make your... Way over to the CBS Sports Expert page because yours truly had a record weekend. And Pete, I know you've been happily spreading the word around the office while I'm not there about my exploits. <laughs> so why don't you announce it to everybody what I exactly accomplished?
2: You went 0 and 13 against the spread. Do you know how hard
3: that is? Impossible. Hey, before it, you go out of reach, tell us how hard it is if you'd bet on this game. If you had faded Ryan Wilson's picks in week seven and bet $50 in a parlay against all 13 picks. <laughs> You would be two hundred and twenty thousand dollars richer right now. So Pete, you've had a feeling so a game. Night.
2: If you bet five hundred a game, you'd be two point what two million dollars. You Retire. You retire.
1: So you took great glee in this. I got a text from Jamie Eisenberg making fun of me because you were
2: I didn't I i swear I did not say something to him
1: <laughs> sure he did did you how how much did you enjoy texting me at, at 11 o'clock on Sunday night
2: oh I looked at it because I always look I, I see how horrible mine are and then I look across <laughs> the board and I see boy we're all awful oh, I mean man. you can't pick this league you just can't, you, you can't Sunday was
1: a, an especially terrible day like I don't I'm terrible at betting clearly we all know that but even for sharps, I think they had a tough afternoon, right?
2: It was it was bad. It's a bit, across the board. All I ever heard, all I heard was people complaining about it, how tough it is. I mean, it was. Hot, but going on, okay. I think I was like five and something, yeah. and most of us were or six or five or something. Most most of us were. I thirteen. Tough. It's almost you can't do it. You couldn't. It's impossible. Almost impossible. You know what? Though, you they're they're like you couldn't do just, it if you tried to do it. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, luckily I don't want to. T- I'm not going to tell anyone I was trying. I'll tell you that much. But it is breach because he's the positive fourth on the show. Notes. I did win the experts straight up the last, or against the spread the last two years, Pete. Much to your dismay, because you got angry down the stretch, if I recall correctly.
2: Yeah, I'm usually in, hanging around the vicinity, <laughs> and I don't win it because I choke down the stretch. I think, but I, I'm not even. I'm awful. I. I mean, I feel so bad. I feel I give my picks out, and I'm I'm embarrassed to do it. And you know what? I make I make picks with Brady Quinn on the on our show every Monday. I mean every Wednesday. He's worse than me. (laughs) Somebody said our college guys, Fornelli and those guys, are like thirty games. Emery, they're thirty games under five hundred.
1: Well, that makes me feel better.
2: Yeah. None so, of them went 0 for the weekend, though. What were the, record, what were the records for the week, Breach, Brit, Brit, across the board? Uh, you,
3: you know what, Persco? You went 5-8, and eight, which sounds bad in theory, but that what? was the second-best record against the spread for Week 7, trailing only Dave Richard, who went 7-6. and six. That was number one. And there were eight underdogs that won in Week 7. At the piece point, that makes it impossible to predict because most people feel like, eh, I need to pick two or three underdogs to win. You try and figure out who they are. You can't do it with eight underdogs. No one's picking eight underdogs to outright win, not even cover. Just win the game. So it was an insane week.
2: By the way, uh, I looked to see if Ryan Wilson was close in any of his picks. Seattle, they got a late field goal. You would have covered that one. Uh, Seattle needed. The sporting ers screwed me. Uh, this if Seattle hadn't not got a first down late in the game, you would have covered that. You you would have covered that one. Um, and then what was the other one? Um yeah, but I'm begging for Browns Colts. Browns, Browns Colts. Colts. Browns Colts.
3: Oh, dang it.
2: And then his own team screwed him over with the
3: Steelers <laughs> and the Rams. He had the Rams covering. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, your Brett Mahar
1: screwed me over.
2: Maher yeah, screwed me well, over. Also, also uh the spot. It was a terrible spot.
1: Oh, a terrible spot. We talked about that on Sunday night's show. All right. Enough making fun of me. At least specifically, you can do that at your leisure. Uh, If you're listening or watching or whatever, 0-13, I own it. These things happen. Probably won't be the last time, Breach. Let's be real. All right, today we're going to run through Prisco's Week 8 Power Rankings, uh, play buyers and sellers at the deadline, and then blind rank the best NFL uniforms. But first, the Minnesota Vikings surprised the 49ers and me on Monday Night Football. And uh, it's Halloween season, Pete. And if I recall correctly, you and I were in Nashville for the draft, and we were just shooting the bull. I think you're a Halloween guy,
2: right? I used to be before they got politically correct with all the. Uh, costumes. Okay, that, we don't need to go down that road. But let's. just <laughs> no, start here. I used to, I used to like the like a vulgar costume or something. You oh know right, that's that.
1: what it was. You were telling me yeah. stories about crazy costumes. You yeah. and her, I think your wife used to go as a tag team or whatever.
2: Yeah, we used to have fun with it, but you know, now somebody takes a picture of you and they go, "Oh, what's wrong with that kid?" You know, I don't know. I just I say that about you all the time. What's wrong with you? Well, there is a lot wrong with me. I'm going to admit that. I mean, <laughs> but let's but go. Well, people want to take you down all the time. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Um. That's what, the, that's what the text I thought I was getting on Sunday night and said you were just making fun of my picks. But let's go here. Um, Breach, we make fun of him for being a, a closet serial killer and and cat lover. Turns out Prisco's a, a cat lover. But, Pete, let me ask you this. Rank your five, three to five, scariest movies, and you can go back as far as you want, because I think the, the movies used to be scary when we were younger.
2: Mm. The, those horror movies never scared me. Oh, there we go. You know All what right. scared me? You know what scares me? Seven. IRS. Oh. seven. Oh, seven. Seven's a good one. Seven. Um, that counts. I'll give you seven. Yeah, but uh, the Saw movies are actually creative. Ooh. I,
1: I didn't watch more than one of those because I felt like it's the same thing.
2: Uh, they are the same thing, but he's he comes up with devious ways to kill. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I kind of, you know, like if a guy does something, then you kill him with a different, something that he wouldn't oh. want you to kill. You put him in a room the Saw movies are all of them, and I've kind of stumbled onto those. And, okay, you say he's – Stumbled onto the Saw movies. <laughs>
3: it's H- him he's Googling. Has a- anyone ever sawed their ankle off
2: no, he's and like then a found c- it? You say you're a serial killer cat lover? Well, I have cats, and I ha- I read a lot of books about serial killers, and <laughs> I actually watch a lot of documentaries on serial killers. So you could lump me into that category if you want to.
1: Uh,
3: Breach. I know you dress up for Halloween because you have a little girl. Did you, were you a Halloween person prior to that? Uh, I love Halloween. Halloween is easily a top two holiday for me. I that hate that Halloween is, so much.
2: How do you hate Halloween? <laughs> Did I start you someone who loves dressing up? Yeah, but when you used to go to the bar dressed up as Halloween, that was fun.
1: I would go to the bar, but I was the, the butthole who didn't dress up.
2: Oh, that that was even worse. There, <laughs> it you're is that worse. guy. It is you're not that guy. guy. <laughs> you stood out like a sore thumb. You're that guy. See, um yeah. But now Halloween's good because you just lock the doors and turn the lights off and act like you're not home. Oh, yeah. I do that, too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then
3: kids throw eggs at your house and toilet paper, you Pete. But so, like, Breach, those what's your movies, uh,
2: Freddy Krueger movies, um, Halloween movies, none of that ever scared me because well, it was real.
1: No, that's, that's the 80s. Let me throw this one at you. And, Breach, you can weigh in, too, although this is a little out of your age bracket, I would think, but maybe you went back. The Exorcist was legit scary.
2: Yeah, because I don't believe in it, so it didn't scare me.
1: <laughs> you're Catholic. You have to believe in it.
2: I, I, not in that, the way, oh, it's going to take over somebody. I don't believe in that.
1: All right, Breach, I'm, I'm going to name these three movies and then you can rank them if you want to include that. By the way, some well.
2: people think I am the devil.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> you're looking at w- at least one of them, maybe two. <laughs> All right, Breach, so you can throw the extras in there if you've seen it. I'm going to give you three other movies and then you can throw in uh, others if you so choose. The Shining, Blair Witch, just that Blair Witch, legit. Like I don't get scared at movies. That movie legitimately scared me. I saw it at the oh, movie theater on. during the middle of the day. I know Pete's impressed. And finally, it was the ahead ring. of his time. In the ring, I'll mention the ring. So, any of those get your attention, or does there something scarier? Breach. Have you even seen the ring? No. Yeah, you can't turn the television on. Or that little girl comes and get you. Of
3: course. Um, it's I would put Pet Cemetery up there. Oh, okay. And I feel like it always depends on when you saw the movie. That movie yeah. came out, I think, in 1989. I saw it as a ten-year-old. So. I literally, it's the only movie in my whole entire life that has given me nightmares. I think I had nightmares for five years about Pet Cemetery, uh, But that's about it. it. But there is one I want to see, and it's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, that looks... Uh, the copyright expired on Winnie the Pooh, so that's now it's in the public domain. And oh. so you can do anything with the Winnie the Pooh character. So somebody went out and made a freaking Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Uh, so that's going to watch on Halloween. I don't know if it's toddler okay. appropriate. Can you show it to you a know three-year-old?
2: You know what movie scared me back in the day? What? Helter Skelter.
1: Uh, that's about, uh, what's his Nansen. name, right? Yeah, Nansen. I didn't see that. That was a documentary yeah. probably?
2: Yeah. yeah, no, it was a real, it was a movie, but it was, oh, it was okay. scary. It was scary.
1: All right, let's get going here. Enough Halloween talk. Harry's had enough. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's like, so why did I put this I don't, the rundown? Hey, I don't scare. You don't scare.
4: You don't, I don't yeah, scare.
1: I... I will say, quickly, and Harry, you didn't see this, but I will send you the clip since I've been getting dumped on this show. At the Los Angeles Super Bowl a few years ago, we were outside on top of a hotel. Breach and Brinson almost fell off the top of the hotel and one of the the big uh, sort of sunshades almost fell on them, and it would have hurt them pretty badly. I didn't flinch, and Pete didn't flinch when he was up there, so that's how tough we are, Breach.
3: Yes. Brinson Brinson was flailing like a little kid. Hey, all guys are tough. That's a known thing. (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's do this. Power rankings time, Pete.
1: Got to start off with the old 49ers on your uh, power rankings this week. I mean, I think they lost on purpose, so I would go 0-13, but whatever. Kirk Cousins, to his credit, balling out. Jordan Addison, to his credit, without Justin Jefferson, had a fantastic game, the rookie wide receiver. Um, But they only fell one spot, the 49ers. So what's your
2: your math there? Well, there's a lot of teams behind them lost. Look at them.
1: I know. I went 0-13. But you yeah. just, well, you, just know, you know, listening. all about
2: losing this <laughs>
1: week. Ryan
2: Wilson, you like that when I said, Yeah, that you was see a zero? Let, quickly. So, this, but
1: I, that's the word I'll say brief. <laughs> Send me a text that said Ryan Wilson and the, the O was replaced with a zero because I'm a loser. <laughs> Come
2: on. That's good. That's, <laughs> all right. Explain the 49ers. Enders. Look, the 49ers, back to back road games is always tough. Back-to-back road games when you're playing on Monday night are always tough. And, and I'm saying this now, I should have picked the, the the Vikings to cover and I didn't. But uh, you know, they're missing guys on offense. The surprising thing about the 49ers on Monday was how bad their defense was. Where the hell was a pass rush? They're supposed to be this vaunted pass rush with all these pass rushers. They didn't they didn't get them down. Think about that. They did not get them down. Where's Bosa? Yeah. Where's they didn't get him down?
3: Making uh underwear ads for Kim Kardashian, that's where he is. Oh, is uh, do doing? you
2: do you have questions about Purdy in the late in the games that worry you?
1: Believe believe, Breach, what do you <laughs> think about Purdy? Because I thought he came out firing, looked better than he did obviously last week, and then the wheel sort of fell
2: off.
3: Look at those uh, last two drives. Uh, yeah. Not even the last two drives. Our, uh, our research team uh, has another graphic where Purdy, when he is trailing in the fourth quarter, has a QB rating of 17.1, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and a completion percentage below forty percent. So, uh,
2: you know, well, you, called Burst- him a front- you just called him a front runner breach. Well,
3: I didn't call him a front runner. Wilson called him a front runner. I was the,
1: just asking the, the point,
3: point out is about to lose three straight games. They're playing the Bengals in Week Eight. Uh, I, I, I would be a little bit worried about Brock Purdy because it feels like, look, I feel like the knock on him was that he's a game manager, and we just kept seeing him making these great throws. He's made some great throws. He's done a great job. But what happens when you get out of the game script and the game managing part? Well, that happens when you start trailing. And what has happened when the 49ers are trailing is that Purdy has struggled trying to make his own plays. And that hasn't worked. So I do think that is an issue the 49ers have to worry about, especially when you play good teams.
2: Well, go back and look, Ryan, or, or Breach, because you have your computer in front of you. How many, look at the number of interceptions he threw at Iowa State. I threw a I lot, have- so I'm not... Off the top of my head, I think it
1: was a lot his final year because it felt like he was doing too much. The year before, he was better, but it breached because he was doing too much. That's the problem. Right,
2: right, right. And so it's a concern. Sometimes you are what you are, and he's he's fine. He's better than what he. He's better than his draft slot, but he ain't close to Joe Montana either. Well, no, no. Well, people were rushing that though. Yeah, fair enough.
3: I get it, but he's fine. And, and to, to answer it. Pete's question real quick, he threw yeah. eight interceptions in 13 games during his final season at Iowa nice. State, and during his career threw 33 interceptions in 48 games, so average just mm-hmm. under... That's all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but he was pressing his last year at Iowa State. He seemed to be pressing this game without Debo Samuel, without Trent Williams, so we'll see. There wasn't,
2: it wasn't like he was pressured. It wasn't like he was getting yeah. knocked on the ground. That, the Trent Williams, was that not having him was non-factor in the game. I just and think he shouldn't
1: be losing he, to that team anyway.
2: He played pretty well up until the end, and so the, yeah. the end is the concern.
1: I haven't gone back and looked at the interception. The first interception, I don't know if that was all on him or not. It was high. No, the first one where it, it, he just threw it straight to the KM Bynum the first time, I think, in the middle of the field. I think um, John Jenny fell was down. A,
2: that was all right, it wasn't Let's getting move. to the middle of the field. He anticipated right. he wasn't getting there.
1: It's been announced. Breach, that was on Purdy, according to Pete Briscoe. On Purdy. Here we go. Moving on, the real question, according to what I'm reading in front of me, according to producer Harry, why aren't the Eagles number one? Because the Eagles beat up on Harry's Miami Dolphins team. It was close till the end, and it kind of get, kind of got away from Miami. But why do you have the Eagles number two as we sit here?
2: Because the Chiefs are better than the Eagles. Woo! All right, well that's easy. I mean, you know, everybody just discounts the Chiefs' defense. They played well this year.
1: That we talked that, about it on the Sunday Night Show. That defense is real, playing really well.
2: And now the offense has started to look like the offense again. I mean, they, they, what did Mahomes throw for 450 the other day? That's back. fact. We hadn't done that all year.
1: I They're don't back. even wanna, I'm tired of defending Brandon Staley, so I don't want to talk about that game.
2: <laughs> well, you can't defend Brandon Staley. Oh, There's no defense of him. Zero.
1: If he were making CBS Sports expert picks, he would have gone 0 and 13.
2: By the way, Kellen Moore hasn't made the offense any better either. They're
1: scoring fewer points somehow. The last few games, I think he's better for Justin Herbert, but I think that team, like the Browns, I feel like they're just cursed.
2: Well, Yeah, usually guys get hurt, or or they find ways to lose games. Find and ways then to lo- lose. It's crazy. Yeah. They're, not, they're, not, you- ver- they have, they're not very good right now.
3: You know what? You know who else is not very good? The Detroit Lions, who got smacked down by the Ravens. Pete, you move the Ravens up six spots. I mean, you almost moved them to number one. Um, <laughs> let me just ask you this. Are you overreacting to the, this win? Because this is a team
2: who has lost to both the Colts and the Steelers within the past five weeks. <laughs> you knew it was going to take time to get the offense going. By the way, they had no business losing to probably to either game. Uh, they should have beat the Steelers. A lot uh, gave that game away. Had to let what they have seven drops in that game. Five of them the, in the end zone. See those numbers: three fifty-seven, four none. That's what we've been waiting for for Lamar Jackson in that Todd Monken offense. It's taken them a little time. They've they're healthier now. But here's the thing that people aren't paying attention to. They're the number one scoring defense in the league right now, number one. So you look at that team, what are they giving up, 13 points a game? Is that right? Am I right about that?
3: I'm not well, figured. I
2: mean, you
3: look at who they've played as far as being the number one scoring defense. They had C.J. Stroud making his first career start. They had Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, making his first career start. And to so date his only start because he was so bad. They had the hot
2: lion, Jared Goff. Uh yeah, his, they, I mean, well, that's they But he
3: had Joe Burrow on the bad calf, and he Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill with a broken ankle. I mean, the schedule is kind of falling in their favor here. There's,
2: they're still number one scoring defensive league. Look, who's Kansas City defeated beside Jacksonville that has a winning record? Nobody. We'll get to
1: that in a second. It's like you're reading the script. And by the way, Pete, <laughs> just so you you're made made aware, this is breach. Trying to stand up for the Bengals by taking down all the other AFC North teams.
3: oh, oh I think the Ravens are. Good. I said this on the podcast <laughs> Sunday night. The Ravens were my preseason pick to win the division. I'm just not.
2: I'm just not sure. I'm moving Wait, them up six spots. You per- picked the Ravens. You know what that is. I'm not going to get that for Christmas. I'm not going to get it for Christmas. I know I'm not getting that toy I want. I know I'm not getting it. And I got it worked it! during. It worked during my childhood multiple times. <laughs> yeah, because you were a spoiled little kid. That's why. What, what? now?
3: Yeah, wow. he he, he has like seven brothers and sisters. You can't spoil had, one of them.
2: Who's whose spoon was had more silver on it breaches or brinson's oh. uh, not even close brinson yeah 100
1: yeah. like oh, yeah. jim breach had to raise a, a, an entire like it was like brady bunch over there
3: brinson didn't even have a silver spoon it was 24 karat gold and he yeah. got a new one for every breakfast
2: i would agree with you 100
1: all right pete you sort of touched on it here um the chiefs are number one but as producer harry notes They've lost to the only above 500 team they played so far week one against my Detroit Lions, so how can you –
2: Well, they beat Jacksonville's above 500.
1: That's why I said Producer Harry made these notes. Yeah. Is that true? Well, yeah. When did they beat Jacksonville? Week two. week two. Oh, week two. Okay. All right. Maybe they weren't above 500 at the time. Either way, you have the Chiefs here. They haven't really played anyone. You okay with that?
2: Well, okay. Who's Miami defeated?
1: Uh, they beat the Broncos by 50.
2: Yeah, they're not very good. I mean, they, they, you could go through everybody's schedule and say, who have they beat it, be defeated, who have they beaten, And and so the reality is um, the Chiefs are the best team. If you, if you had to play a game in the middle of Alabama between the Chiefs and whoever. The Chiefs and the Ravens. Game, and the Chiefs are winning that game. No. Oh, would they? Yeah, they would.
1: All right. Yeah, Breach, uh, Pete's used my, my neutral field argument. So, all right, Breach, I'll ask you, Chiefs on a neutral field. And by the way, Breach is wife from Alabama, so it may favor the Bengals. Uh, Chiefs-Eagles, who you taking, Breach?
3: Uh, on a neutral field, I'm taking the Chiefs. Same, Pete? I think Pete's got yeah. that one right.
1: Yeah. All right. Chiefs-Ravens, same thing? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm taking the Ravens. All right, I'll mention one more. Chiefs-Dolphins. Everyone's at full health.
2: Chiefs. And we'll know in a couple weeks as they play on a neutral field in Germany.
3: Oh, that's a good point. I can't Um, believe they moved that game to Germany. My God.
2: Hey, like you know, you know, when you talk about Miami, going out on the road three times and the offense being stifled three times, not a good look. No. Not a good look.
1: They're gonna well, I don't know if they're gonna win the division. They need to win the division. It's in
2: in fairness to them, they were missing three offensive linemen on Sunday. Yeah. So but they but only scored hurt. ten points. You know everyone's they had a pick hurt. six. They only scored ten points.
3: Uh, they really only scored seven points because the field goal came off a of Jalen Hurts fumble, and then they went three and out. Didn't do anything. Kicked the field goal.
2: Yeah, so it's seven points. So yeah. And, and then when they played New England, they beat New England, and they slowed them that day. And then they Buffalo totally slowed them down. If you ever get caught playing man coverage with no safety over the top against Tyreek Hill, your defensive coordinator should be fired on the spot.
3: You deserve what you get. Yep. All right, now that we've talked about the uh, top teams, you know what? Let's talk about the team that moved up the most in the rankings this week. It is Ryan Wilson's Pittsburgh Steelers. Wilson might have gone 0 13 against the spread, but he (laughs) did get a moral victory here uh, with his team moving up 11 spots to number 11, as you can see if you were watching on YouTube. Uh, Pete, here's my question for you Uh, The Steelers are easily the most fraudulent 4 2 team in the history of the NFL. How did they jump up 11 spots after beating the three and four Rams team, thanks to a meltdown by Brett Maher and a horrible spot by the official? That is enough to justify moving them up 11 spots. Well, look at the
2: teams. Look at the teams around them and look what they've done. Let's
1: All right, Atlanta, let me tell you.
2: We are they have... better at Atlanta? They're the same as Atlanta. Seahawks at 10. Bill? You take the Steelers over the Bills?
1: Seahawks at 10. Falcons at 12. Buffalo at 13. Cincy at 14. I mean, I look, man. I I'll stand up for the Steelers as much as anyone, but I'm I'm struggling with eleven spots up.
2: Well, a lot of teams lost, and they're yeah. winning, and 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 not only that, they beat the Ravens. Uh, as ugly as it was, they did beat them. Their point I differential
1: mean, is neck of twenty four, I believe. Huh? What I say? think their point differential. Point well, the differential offense is- actually
2: showed life on Sunday. Unit late. Did- late. No, he played pretty good, Pickett.
1: Late, the first half they struggled. Not yeah. just him, everybody. But yeah. they played better late. T.J. White had to get the interception to get the ball down the seven-yard line, and they went from there.
2: But but then he started playing well, Pickett. I, I think that's yeah. a good sign for them going forward.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. I, I get it, but I, I take Breach's point for sure. All right. Not a lot of followers. There's a lot we, of crap teams in the NFL, by the
2: way. Somebody's got to. Is you, it crap you, teams or is it just like parody, as the NFL likes to say? It's parody. crap. In, in other words, not many teams are very good. It's crap but parody. I, I will
1: say, parody. I enjoyed week seven like i thought those are a lot of good games
3: coming from someone you, you who enjoyed 13. Seven, you went
2: 13 how did you enjoy that you should be you should be on the floor i didn't know who i picked <laughs> like that's a kid curled or... up in a fetal position what are you talking about uh, oh mommy 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 help me i went oh 13 that's why you
1: shouldn't pay attention to social media and be on the computer all the time i, I was living a great life until you texted me
3: and i was like oh my god <laughs> i'm terrible <laughs> you know it's funny god, unbelievable. I, that Wilson said he didn't know who he picked because I don't like, you don't look until after the four o'clock game. He so he's... Right.
2: Right. <laughs> you don't even think it's when it. I looked, I looked that night and I saw it and then I texted him and then he was holding out hope you don't tell me you weren't holding out. Oh, hope I was... that you were in the Niners last night. Brock Purdy.
1: He screwed me. Brock Purdy. But,
2: again, Jake Moody missed a kick, by the way, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville this week is a good game. I don't... And Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. Remember, they used to be the same division. Those used to be, those used to be wars. Oh, Fred
1: Taylor used to run all up and down.
2: He still has this. he he held the single season. That was my last game covered Jacksonville before I took this job. Think about how long ago that was. Was that seven? That might've been Tomlin's first year. 23 years ago. It's 23 years ago. So So 2000. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, they went to three rivers and it was a night game and I was sick all weekend and Fred Taylor went for 270 i think against a great steelers defense which is that brunell in 2000 yeah yeah and and so but there's the best story ever to come out of any because they were bad rivalries jim miller you know he works in the media jim miller jacksonville claimed him after pittsburgh cut him the week of the steelers game and the steelers took offense to it thinking that they're going to pick their brain and everything so greg lloyd Hit Keenan McCardell with one of the dirtiest, filthiest, most disgusting hits you've ever seen. Like he now, was, he would be that, suspended yeah. for a half a year. It was so bad. Yeah. And after the game, Greg Lloyd, think about this virally now how it would go. Greg Lloyd came out and said that Keenan called his house the week of the game and said stuff to his wife. What? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was not true. Not in any way, shape, or form was it true, but the theory was that the Steelers told Greg Lloyd and some others take out that on forgetting Jim Miller (laughs) for that. That's how that's how the league used to be. And like the other day, I said somebody asked me what what would the pile be like? You know, the the push tush push back in the day. They would have taken the quarterback's leg and wrenched it in the pile back in the day. They would have. They just give it a give it a little one. You're not going to run this play again.
1: <laughs> uh, I love, and you probably heard the story too, Breach. But I love Pete <clears throat> back in the day when he was covering the Jaguars, driving Tom Coughlin crazy. He'd be hanging out in the parking lot trying to get quotes from players, uh, trying to while trying to evade Tom Coughlin, keeping an eye on him. Oh, Frisky Pete Prisco
2: <laughs> I was I was good at it.
1: You were good at it. All right, uh... we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, am going to talk about the New York teams, all three of them, coming up next. Ooh.
4: and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're going
1: to move away from the old Pete Power Rankings here and on to something that might sway Power Rankings for weeks to come, the old trade deadline. Uh, last year, Chris McCaffrey, ba- Bradley Chubb, and Calvin Ridley uh, were trading new squads. Who will be the teams looking to plug some gaps this year? It's buyers and sellers. Let's start it off with who is buying. And after last night, do you think the 49ers will be looking for help Pete?
2: No. In what way? What kind of help?
1: Yeah. Debo's out for a little bit.
2: Maybe they're a, they're very top heavy as a cornerback right now. They're very top. Uh, heavy. They
3: didn't, yeah. They didn't get any sacks on Kirk Cousins. Zero pass rush.
2: Well, they have a, assets invested in it. I mean, you got a lot of money in Bosa. You got a lot of money in Buckner. I mean, Armstead, not Buckner. they yeah. Should have kept Buckner Armstead. Uh, so no, they're top heavy. they the roster has a lot of top heavy. You can't they're not in a position to go get guys.
1: They always seem to find a way though. And
2: look well, they we, added Randy Gregory.
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you played it all last night. I think he had a handful he did. Of sna- he Okay, did. he had a handful of snaps the week before as well. Yeah. But I mean Daniel Hunter's out there. Patrick Sortain. I don't know if he's available Is or not.
2: Is Daniel Hunter mentioned. out there now that the Vikings won?
3: That's true. Yeah, there's no way the Vikings are in a fire sale. They're gonna keep everyone.
2: Right. If they were a happy game out of the wild card. And okay. if they win, if they win against Green Bay this week, they're they're four and four.
3: Yeah, all right, that's a good
2: point. No, but because Jacksonville would have been in on Daniil Hunter, I think Jacksonville should be a buyer to go get a pass rusher. They need to go get a pass rusher, and I would call the Commanders for Chase Young because he's he should be moved because they're not going to be able to keep him. Um, would you and, rather have – let me ask
1: you, though, about this. And I know Jonathan Allen isn't per se a pass rusher, but clearly he's not happy with things in Washington. Would you be interested in that if you're the Jaguars?
2: No, because they got good guys down. They're, they're one of the better run defenses in the league. No, okay. they need an – you know why they need an edge rusher? Because they drafted Trayvon Walker first overall. That's why.
1: He's playing better, but he ain't eight. He
2: has no pass rush moves. Put 20 pounds on him, make him Calais Campbell 2.0. That's what they should do. Right. They need an edge guy. If you imagine if you put Campbell, you put him inside and added Deniel Hunter or Chase Young to Josh Allen, who's playing out of his mind. Get- he I'll throw out a
3: random name. Uh let's see. There's somebody who actually said on Sunday that he is interested in and signing with an NFL team. So you don't have to trade for him. He is a five-time Pro Bowler who won the Super Bowl in 2020. His name is Ndamukong Sue. Who do you think should reach out to Mr. Sue about a possible job? You just mentioned a bunch of teams that could use some
2: help up front. Is he, is he in shape, ready to go? I mean, that's a I mean, he signed
3: with the Eagles last November and yeah. seemed fine.
2: Yeah. A team that needs interior pass rush um, should do look at him. Buffalo. Buffalo. They lost, Dake, you know, Daquan Jones, and they lost uh, the Ed Oliver's down now. That that would be an interesting move for the Bills. Then you got two 60-year-olds on your defensive line to go with Vaughn Miller. <laughs>
3: do you think the Bills should look for help? I love you, hey, Vaughn. That line of, I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding, Vaughn. Yeah, by the way.
3: exactly. It's going to get cut, and, and Miller's going to go after. Vaughn's going to go after Prisco. No, uh, I love do you think th- Do you think the Bills should look for a uh, possible trade partner before the trade deadline if they're not able to get someone like Adama Katsu?
2: They should, they should look. That defense is decimated. They should look for for help on at uh, defensive interior. They should look for help at corner if they can find some.
1: What about, this sounds weird to say, and maybe it's just a function of uh, Josh Allen only throwing the ball to Steph Diggs, but Gabe Davis has not been involved recently. Nothing. Are you looking at wide receiver help, or are you just going to start getting Gabe Davis involved?
2: Well, you've you've also drafted the tight end in the first round who had a good game. Kincaid had a good game last week. He finally got going. So yeah. that's important. And Dawson uh, Knox is hurt though. Yeah. Shakir had a good game the other day. Didn't he have like four or five catches too?
1: Well, maybe he should start throwing the ball to other people is what I'm saying.
2: Well, I mean, you don't want to digs in your ear every moment in the game either. I get it. His All offensive right. line has been terrible by the way. Again, once again, Osayis Torrance had a really good start to the season. And last week he was bad.
1: I, I understand. And they're, I, I, I mean, the defense Milano and Daquan Jones, as you mentioned, and, and Trey white for that matter, are huge losses, but you have no business losing to the Patriots.
2: No, you don't. Yeah. Wait, Cause you, they made Mac Jones actually look like a real quarterback. And you know, that's not true.
1: That's what got me angry in that thread with Jamie. When he when he <laughs> brought up Mac Jones, that's when I pulled out the punt. I, I can take the on 13. I will not take the Mac Jones slander.
2: <laughs> I mean, you should take the Mac Jones slander.
1: <laughs> hey man, he won. He beat your, he beat your you. You gave home. up.
2: You gave up on him already. So you can't come back.
1: I You have so many rules. Uh, all right. At the beginning of the season, everybody thought Tony Pollard was going to be the next big Cowboys running back. He is not. They have Rico Daddle on the roster. Uh, they have Deuce Vaughn, who's undersized and hasn't been getting a lot of looks. Are they thinking about a running back here? And if so, who might it be?
2: I mean, don't we learn every week that it doesn't really matter who plays running back? Yeah. I, I mean, look at th- – didn't Foreman <laughs> go in and play well the other oh, day? Three
3: <laughs> touchdowns for the
2: Bears. Didn't, didn't Henderson go in and play well for the Rams the other day? Against Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, is it? Did Cam Akers show a little bit of juice on Monday night? I mean, they're everywhere. Just find one and pitch him the ball, and he'll make he'll make plays. I mean, it's not that complicated.
3: All right, Pete, you saying that running backs are replaceable parts? I get it, but here's a crazy, 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 crazy (laughs) question: If you're the Cleveland Browns and you know that your current QB situation is an injured Deshaun Watson, who has not even been good when he's healthy, uh, or former XFL quarterback. P.J. Walker, do you sniff around for a QB at the deadline so that you don't waste this Super Bowl-caliber defense, or do you just go forward with Deshaun and P.J.?
2: You can't. What are you going to sniff around? Like, for who? Kirk Cousins? Andy Bridgewater? Andy Dalton? I don't know. Are, the, are those guys going to get you to the Super Bowl? No. Are they going to
3: do better than P.J. Walker? He, Maybe, but he keeps winning. Look, Deshaun... I put seven crazies in front of this question. It's a crazy question. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: No. No. The <laughs> Sean Watson just needs to play better and stay on the damn field.
4: Yeah, yeah that's a whole other can gone. of worms.
1: I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it, it's very weird to me, but whatever. I mean, that's not my thing. Uh, it does say a lot about Do- Dorian Thompson Robinson, who you liked last spring. I loved over the summer, and he—the moment was just too big for him. So I don't know if he gets another opportunity. He wasn't but, ready. He wasn't yeah, ready. Man, he's—he's he's like twenty-eight. But I get it. But PJ Walker, despite it's his the best NFL.
2: effort i mean it's not it's not playing at ucla it's the nfl yeah. it's a big no, step. one game one one game and you're already out on them
1: I, no i'm not I'm, i i are you talking about the browns or me i'm fine yeah. with them yeah the brown here's the thing if DTR play with pj walker's confidence He'd already be in the Hall of Fame because there's not a throw P.J. Walker will not make no matter yeah. how bad some I of the,
2: Some of P.J. Walker's passes stay in the air for about a half hour. <laughs> th- he threw a sideline pass the other day. I'm like, oh, my God, it took so long to get there. It was complete, but it took a long time to get there. Well, well that's the what big happens.
3: Big. He keeps complete. I mean, he threw that Hail Mary against the Falcons a few years ago that traveled like 65 yards in the air. The guy can complete the wildest throws, but then misses on a, a three-yard checkdown.
1: All right, Pete, before we go to break here, you mentioned, you and Breach both mentioned that the Vikings are – I mean, they're in the thick of it. They ain't selling anyone anymore. Who are some players that are potentially going to be on the market? I'm thinking primarily everyone on the Broncos, but are there other guys that you have your eye on?
2: Well, Titan, take a look at the Titans, right? Henry could yeah. be on the market. I B- mean, BR just got sent over to, uh, what do you go? Philly? Yeah. Byard. Yeah. Byard got sent to Philly, which is a good trade for the Eagles, by the way. Yeah. Great. Trade. Uh, um, you know, what about Henry? Who wants him,
1: though? You just got finished talking about running backs.
2: Uh, that's my theory on it, but you know somebody out there might say, oh, like if the Cowboys said, I can get Henry into this offense and start running Fourth round pick, over would you do people. it? I'd think about it for fourth or fifth. Yeah, okay. okay. not, not a third or a second. The word out of – by the way, the word out of uh, Tennessee is that uh, Mr. Levis might be starting this week. You look nervous. Uh, well, I don't look nervous. I can't here. wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. What would you say, Breach? Vrabel said
3: if Tannehill can't go that he is going to let Malik Willis and uh, – well, Levis both play. He's going to go with the old two-quarterback system yeah, that has I don't, I don't obviously worked so well. I don't necessarily
2: think that's true. I, I, the rumblings around the league are that maybe Levis is going to end up being the starter. Why wouldn't you just get on with it? You know Because Malik you know? Willis is legit. Quit. Give no, Malik his opportunity. Did you, did you see the other day when oh. Tannehill was in the game, The before he got hurt, it was 2-point-something per throw, seconds per throw. Yeah. When Willis was in the game, it was 3.1. He holds the ball.
1: Yeah, I told you the this fact last week when we talked about him. Four dropbacks, backs or five dropbacks, four sacks. That's like a record.
2: Yeah, he's it, look. He's not all right. I just I get don't it. think he's. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. You might as well find out if Will Levis is. I think he is, but they got to find out if he is. I get it. All it's right, just like ask- Jordan Love. Are we, uh, we. I was bullish on Jordan Love in the summer. You were bullish on Jordan Love when he came out. Can he play? No. I, I'm. I'm going to say this though. <laughs> I'm going to say this. The other day was the first day he had his full complement of weapons, and they were so conservative in the first half. When they fell behind, did he not look 10 times better when he played up, loose, freer? He looked much better. So I I don't don't understand what LaFleur did the other day. Well, I also
3: think he looked much better in the second half because it wasn't possible to play any worse than he did in the first half.
2: But he also made some good throws, though. You go back and watch that. He made some good throws. Right, but that, throw where's that Christian season, Watson? But they've been where's a horrible Christian
3: first Watson? half team, and Jordan Love has been a very good second half quarterback all season for whatever reason. Where's
2: Christian Watson? That's the mystery to me. I don't know. Hamstring. I let, know me throw names at you.
1: let me throw a couple right. names at you, Pete, and you tell me whether they stay or go and maybe potential good landing spots. You mentioned Derrick Henry. Jerry Judy? Stays. He needs to pick it up. He needs to be not worried about what, what his face is talking about, and he needs to focus on football. Um. Brian Burns, that's Russia Carolina.
2: I would trade him because I think you can get something, some good value for him, and you're going to have a hard time bringing it back.
1: What about Patrick Sertain? I mentioned him earlier as potentially maybe San Francisco. He's the best player on that team.
2: Uh, how could you trade a young corner like that? Yeah. I don't get it. What are you going to replace him? That's the thing. It's the same with Burns. If you trade Burns, what are you replacing him with? you got but to get him want to best pay rusher. Burns. Well, you got to, to you got to get a pass rusher, you're going to get, you're not going to get the same player. All right. Um, anything breach you want to add? Old guys you can trade, young guys you can't trade if they're good players. That's
3: Well, opinion. I mean, Wilson brought up Jerry Judy and Patrick Surtain. If you're the Broncos, are you having a fire sale, Pete?
2: Yeah, because I think everything is new there and you can have that fire sale, but I I wouldn't Sertain should be part of the building block, not a not somebody you get rid of. He's a, What is he, 25 or 24? He can't a be more than top, Top-tier corner. You don't get rid of that. I agree.
1: I'm just throwing it out there. This trade deadline day is approaching, um, what, a week from now? All right, going to take a quick break. And, when we and come back.
3: And is, is 23.
1: 23, good Lord. You, you don't get
2: rid of that. You, you, you might draft a cornerback next year to replace him that's the same age.
3: <laughs> right, yeah, and not
1: as good, whoever it is.
2: Right. All right, going to take a quick break. When we come back.
1: Got our live power rankings where we pick who looks the best on the field, look good, feel good, play good, right after this.
3: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league.
0: Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
3: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your
2: happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy
1: place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. All right, Pete, we're going to put five minutes on the clock because you got things to do. Going to do an on-the-spot blind power ranking. We make it up live on the air and Pete doesn't know what five things we're going to give him or in what order. Week 7 showcase the best of uniforms. The old Eagles busted out the Kelly Greens and perhaps something a little less than that. Producer Harry wasn't crazy about the Colts and those Heather Blue numbers. I actually sort of liked them. Yeah, you were with Harry. All right, fair enough. All right, Pete, this segment is all about you. Asking to rank the best NFL jerseys. First up, and you know how this works, right? We're going to give you the names. You have to put them in places one through five, and you don't know what's coming next. Okay, go ahead. First up. 1968.
3: Make sure I'm on the right page here. Yep. Chargers, powder blues. One. That's Breach, tell them how you
1: play this game.
3: No, I'm not telling him. You play. The, everybody
1: plays it their own way. Breach always puts every the first one at number three, so he has wiggle room. You, want, I'll, no, I'll give you. I,
3: okay. There's no better jersey
2: than that.
3: That's he's pretty adamant about this. That's, All right, go ahead. Oh, I guess uh, I'm up again. Yeah, go again. You t- you were here for Brinson, who's not here.
1: All right. Um, and it's your well, team. You yeah, and you move this team of 11 spots in the power rings. The 1933 Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebees.
3: Five. Oh gosh! I knew he was going to put him at five. I already wrote area. it down.
2: Those are <laughs> terrible. Those are all those are awful.
3: Oh not great. I love that Pete hates those. All right, Pete. Here is your <laughs> third one. Right now, you have the uh, Powder Blues at one, the Bumblebees at five, three open slots, and your next one is the Eagles Kelly Green jerseys. Three. Oh, oh
1: really? I'm going to put those at two. Uh,
2: Maybe you're gonna Pete. Me, does. You're going to give me one I like better. That's why.
1: Maybe Pete does know what he's doing here. All right. Smarter than he looks. Um, before I give you the team, I'll give you a hint. Do you remember what John McKay's favorite, his little famous line was when talking about the execution of his team?
2: Yeah, um, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I love that line.
1: 1976 Buccaneers Creamsicles. Two. Yeah, Ooh. I think you
3: got that right. Uh, this was a good one, too. Go ahead, Breach. This is actually, I think, the most underrated jersey of all time, yeah. even though I think most people actually hate it. Uh, and that is the Seattle Seahawks neon green alternate.
2: Can I use five? I, I want to put it at 22. It was nah. terrible. It's a terrible Jersey. I like, it. I thought you were good. I thought, here's what I thought you were going to say. The Seattle Seahawks <laughs> old blue uniforms, the Kurt Warner blue. Oh Yeah. Those are nice. I thought I would have said to myself, Oh darn. I might've put them at number two and switched the bucks down a little bit, but because those uniforms were actually good. Well, you're stuck
3: putting that at number four, Pete. So real quick,
2: you could redo it. The greens are worse than the Bumblebees?
3: No, they're not worse than the Bumblebees. The Bumblebees are the worst.
1: All right, uh, Breach, give us the recap, top to one to five. I can't
3: remember. That means Pete's top-ranked jersey is the Chargers Powder Blues, followed by the Buccaneers Creamsicles. Number three, Eagles Kelly Green. Number four, the Seahawks Neon Green jerseys. And number five, Holding up the rear, the Steelers bzz,
2: Bumblebee jerseys. I'm a traditionalist, by the way, when it comes to jerseys. All right, I would have guessed. All right, let me
1: ask you this though. So rank these the Seahawks OGs with Kurt Warner and, and, and Zorn. Uh the Earl Campbell Oilers, which is a fun one. Um, and then like the let's do the the Denver and the Packers throwbacks, like to the teens where those just wear like
2: just unicolors. No, the throwbacks were terrible. Okay. Now the old orange crush. Jerseys were great. Oh, those are good. So you're, yeah. you're a 70s, 80s fan. Yeah, those jerseys were so clean. The Cardinals' old red one, plain red, was great. The plain white one was a great jersey. What about Cardinals the
1: Bengals old- with just Bengals written in Cleveland Brown on the helmet?
2: No, I didn't like that. I like the Bengals. <laughs> How
3: do you feel about the Bengals' striped helmets, though? Do you think they're one of the better ones in the NFL, most creative?
2: Nah. Nah, they're okay.
3: No, they're top five.
2: Don't you agree, though, that yeah. the old Bengals' the Bengals uh, uniforms were better? Back in the day. What's changed?
3: Yeah. I like their, their Bowl 23, that era Jersey. I do like those.
2: Yes. That one was, they tried
3: to simplify it with the new jerseys. Yeah. The same was
2: different on the old ones. All right. Right. I right, think like the else? old. Brown. I'm I'm in minority, but I think the Browns jerseys, as plain as can be, were all awesome when they when they now, wear, look.
1: The Penn State jerseys, those are nice. Notre Dame jerseys are nice. Browns, that color, I
3: just don't. I don't. I don't who think knew so. that Pete was such a fashionista? Here, he is just all about the
2: jersey conversation.
1: Yeah, Did you like a Giants
2: I, fan? Yeah, I like the traditional Giants traditional uniforms.
1: I do. I like the the actual, not even the Phil Simms Giants helmets, but the NY. I like that helmet.
2: You're talking about the um, old 60s, the 60s, the white yeah. tittle helmet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's what they be. were. all They were awful when I was when I was a kid. They were terrible for a lot of those years. They were good. Then they were terrible. So they were sneaking really- to sneak into the polo grounds. I think that's where they played the polo grounds back in the day. They at Yankee Stadium.
3: Oh, all right. yeah. uh, well, uh, Pete, what do you think of Jacksonville's mustard yellow color rush jerseys? Favorites ever? I haven't seen those. I, I don't there know. is none. I don't There's know. No you mustard. don't remember those? No. They never wore, they wore mustard yellow. Gold, gold, gold. I mean, I guess they're gold. They they're were like yeah, Dijon. They were gold.
2: They were gold Dijon huh? mustard. Poupon. Yeah. Gray Poupon. they were terrible. They were awful. Gray Jacksonville's jerk. You know the uniform they wore the other day against the Saints? That's their best uniform. Um, all right. Black pants, white shirts. Best uniform. What about the turquoise ones? Yeah, the the ones that used to have the, the thing on the nah, they're okay. I, I think the the white I like white jerseys. I, if your jersey is good and white, then you have a good uniform. So you like the That's Bengals great.
3: white tiger uniforms?
2: No, those are awful. <laughs> what? The white tiger uniforms are terrible. Is it because it looks a, like a zebra? It's a, I, you know what? When I was there, and I was there for minicamp and training camp, and they showed us those mm-hmm. for the first time. I go, ugh, those are so gross. That, that other right. helmet is 10 times better looking. Let's End the show, Ryan. This is
3: blasphemy. I can't believe I'm listening to this.
1: All right. I think that's that's going in on making fun of breach. And uh, remember, folks, I went zero and thirteen All this 13. week. Just in case, yeah, uh,
2: we will never let you forget that.
3: No
1: <laughs> kidding. Get the t-shirts made up, send them along. I'll happily wear them.
2: All right, that's a wrap. Join
1: us on Wednesday for Tuesdays with Brady. Bristol will be joined by Brady Quinn and Lij Doosable to go over the biggest stories of the week. And before you go, give us a like, hit the old subscribe button on YouTube, leave a five-star review wherever you get your pods. For Reach for Pete <laughs> Repeat, for, for excuse me, for producer Harry. I'm Owen13 Wilson. <laughs> See you guys later.
0: The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the show. Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side.
4: Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's
0: job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.